Welcome to Adventure, uh, an e-commerce podcast that isn't just about numbers and profits. It's about the visionaries who have carved their path, navigated challenges, and left an indelible mark on the e-commerce landscape. So get ready to be inspired, informed, and immersed in the world where innovation meets commerce. Uh, Joining us today is John Tilley. I'm so excited about this. Um, John Tilley, the co-founder and CEO of Zonguru, a technology tool set that helps e-commerce brands and agencies scale on Amazon through data intelligence and automation. Um, And before Zonguru, John spent 15 years working as an advertising strategist for some of the top digital agencies in Johannesburg, London, and Los Angeles. Um, In 2014, he also launched multiple successful private label brands on Amazon, which started his path to launching Zonguru. His plan is to keep Zonguru's momentum going by making fast decisions and staying focused on what's important because as the saying goes, life is meaningless until you give it meaning. So welcome, John. Jeez, who wrote that? Wow. <laughs> it's a brilliant. Um, and then also joining in on the conversation will be Joseph Phillips, account manager with Bidex. Uh, Joe has a passion for all things e-commerce and at Bidex, he handles ad strategy for enterprise clients in the US. Um, so welcome, John and Joe. I'm, I'm super excited to dig in. Uh, so, John, our very first question, um, what inspired you to venture into the Amazon e-commerce industry? Um, what we're really looking for is just your journey of like building and scaling your business. What were some of the challenges um, that you faced and, um, you know, your personal insights into how you overcome those challenges? Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. This is a this is a really cool name for a for a podcast, and uh, yeah, I appreciate the the fresh take on on uh, you know our, our industry. So uh, happy to share and uh, you know f- ask whatever questions you want. Hopefully, I give you answers that uh, that help. But um, yeah, I, you know when I started, I guess I I would answer that by talking about starting my entrepreneurial journey. Um, I always refer to it as as having. And, and I say entrepreneurial weird anyway, but um, uh, I, I call it entrepreneurial FOMO. Um, you know, I think that's just a, a theme that I've always had over my career. You know, I had a very um, kind of high-flying career in, in you know, the agency world with a lot of blue chip brands. And I've, I always had an underlying feeling of like, I needed to start my own business, but it was quite difficult to make the jump. I, I had some ideas, but you're so busy with your day-to-day that it was really hard to figure out the the move right and uh it came later in life like probably 12 years after being in the agency world i had a few kind of side things i was doing but uh when i ran into amazon uh, at a conference in vegas and i think it's 2013 um that's where the penny dropped for me i was like oh you know this this is a real opportunity to to scale a product-based business um and let me give it a go and so uh, that was my start, and and uh, it was difficult because there had to be a lot of self-learning around how to to figure out how to take small, incremental, consistent steps, you know, daily, weekly, um, and build that business on the side. But once I figured that out, and and uh, I you know managed to just take one step at a time, I, I quickly had a product that I could launch and was really successful with that. Um, and I think it just you know once that happened for me, and it happened very quickly. Um, you know, I was, you know, within a few months of being live, I was doing, I don't know, 70, 80,000 a month kind of thing. You know, I was, I was like, this is an amazing, insane opportunity. And I was very passionate about it. Um, you know, having, having a platform where you, you literally could be from any country, any background, um, and, and it'd be a one man show and, and, you know, create that kind of 
um, you know, revenue uh, without me or customers, you know, me or suppliers or whatever was just amazing. So I got passionate about it. And, uh, you know, through that process, I, I, you know, and my agency background, I, I saw a lot of software at the time and I was just like, this is data for the sake of data and, and, you know, garbage in is garbage out. Right. And so I saw the opportunity to, to create a software that really focused on, you know, getting access to the right data, but more importantly, answering the right business questions. And I felt I could do a better job with that. And so we, we started uh, Zongu and, and uh, uh, our road to market was, was developing software for a community of, of sellers and, and wannabe sellers uh, under uh, a, a community called Reliable Education, which is based out of Australia at the time. Uh, they've got a global, they, they, they have a global audience, but, um, you know, they were learning how to take advantage of this opportunity. And, and uh, my job was to create the software that they were used to, to validate and, and, and scale their businesses. So that was my, my path to getting going with Zongu back in uh, end of 2016 was when it started. Um, it's really, there's a couple of interesting things I really think that you said. Um, one, even though you had wanted to scale up kind of prior to that, um, do you think that you could have, or do you think it was one of those things where you really needed to kind of like go through everything that you went through, and then when the time was right and the opportunity presented itself, you were like, yeah, this is it. You just knew. Um, I think I think it was, uh, you know, as normal things are, it's a confluence of things. I think there were there were things in my in my personal life that I wanted to change in certain ways you know you know i i had the uh when that opportunity came i had a lot more um i guess motivation to to want to make it happen um but you know i think i mentioned it it's kind of like this i think my success on amazon was was a lot of the unlearning that i needed to do right and when i say the unlearning uh Previous to that, and and because of my background and being in marketing and everything, you know, you come up with these ideas and you think you have to create this insane, amazing business plan that solves everything for you before you even jump ship and, and start that business. And typically, you know, that obstacle that you put in place and and that big step that you have to take creates inaction, and then you you kind of lose lose the opportunity to do that that business, or you lose faith in it, right? And I think the unlearning that I had to do. Um, especially with, and it was given to me through the, the opportunity with Amazon is, is you have to have a vision for what your business is, but the, the, the quickest way to failure is to create a business plan in my opinion. Right. And, and a lot of people do that. And it's like, what you need to do is have the vision and you're saying, Hey, I'm going to, in a year and a half time, we're going to have this amazing Amazon business. But then you, you kind of break that down into small chunks and steps that you can take until you reach what you need to do this week. And that's all you need to focus on is I need to do something this week. I don't even have to think about a freaking Facebook marketing plan because I'm not anywhere near that. I need to think about how do I find like three or four yeah. in, in terms of a product. And that's what I need to do this week. And then when I've done that, I look at my list and I do the next thing next week. And it was that kind of like unlearning of like, I didn't need to solve, you know, and create this Ferrari of a brand. I needed to figure out that's down the road. What I need to do right now is, is find some viable opportunities and then, uh, you know, do, do, if it's one hour a day, great. If it's, if I, if one hour seems like an obstacle, I just do 10 minutes and, and that's what got me really going. And pretty soon, you know, I created a business. So that's one of the biggest learnings I had during that whole process is like, sometimes we over, I mean, all the time we overthink things, you know, we, 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 we put obstacles in our way. Um, 
and and that can be an excuse not to do something and and the real way to get action is to understand what those obstacles are and then break them down and, until they, they, they aren't obstacles anymore and that could be a tiny chunk of something but then just do that right and then move, move on to the next thing and that was the big thing that that managed to get me to building the business yeah so like you should be like endorsed by nike right just do it <laughs> yeah exactly 100 <laughs> percent yeah and, 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 but it and, does hark into my or my favorite you know kind of philosophy and saying which is you know how do you eat an elephant um one bite at a time right so when you're faced with those super overwhelming things that you think there's no way i can you know all the stars have to align um not necessarily right is your advice so i think that's really good advice yeah yeah and I, I framed it as this, this idea called minor stones which is like it's not looking at milestones it's minor stones so you you kind of plot out your, your basic milestones but then you break those down into sizable pieces and minor stones right yeah yeah it's like personal project management sort of in a way yeah yeah um, simple but, uh, yeah you've got it's got to land in your head and you've got to actually understand it yeah um so given that uh and you know your expertise on selling on amazon um how do you, as a business owner now and leader, how do you stay ahead of the competition? How do you adapt to emerging market trends? Um, have you ever come up with, you know, uh, a situation where there was, you know, a, a market like shift in the market and had to like pivot? And how do you handle? How do you handle that? Yeah, I mean, our space is so dynamic. Um, you know, and and Amazon, as big as they are, um, they certainly don't get a lot of things right and and they they you know they don't necessarily support their service providers in in the best way possible um so there's always pivots there's always um obstacles that are coming our way curveballs um you know one one of the things i i guess and we and we all we also are in an extremely competitive space you know with some pretty much some of the biggest known software providers in the space are, are our major competitors right so um you know with teams that are 10 times our size whatever so so we've got a formidable way of, of being able to uh, you know pathway that we have to navigate i think one of the things that that um make us give us an, an advantage is right from the beginning because of my background and what i did i i i knew that you know especially in in today's world every person on your team does have a side gig or should have a side gig right um you know there's space in our lives to be able to do that and if people are going to have their side gig and i'm so passionate about the amazon space and and we obviously are involved in amazon software why don't they have an amazon business as their side gig so we've always incentivized our team to be sellers um we incentivize them financially to do it uh, by helping them with with their first order of stock um and you know over the years that's that's benefited us from having key people in in leadership positions actually being sellers so um you know if you're working on your business and, and you're working on our business you know the insights and in, in the way forward is is um you know is, is is clear right and so um you'll see that in our products we we truly understand what we're trying to solve for and and we 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 have an approach of uh you know being as impactful as we can with 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 our tools and as efficient so i think that's one of the things that that, that gives us an advantage um you know, the other thing is is just you know being nimble in in your having smart people our biggest value is curiosity so it is a it is a self-learning self-driven environment we look for the right kind of people who, who are curious to solve problems um that keeps us fast and nimble um you know I, I, we've embedded some uh, processes to help us 
be nimble in a in a fast moving tech world. Uh, Traction is one of the better books that that I've implemented. Many business people have implemented. Um, you know, that's that's about you know uh, you know having develop big rocks, slingshots. How do you focus on the things that matter most and and move through them? So these are the kind of things that I think over time uh, help you to to be fast and nimble. Um, and I guess the last point there I would just say for now is is taking that same approach of like you know not overthinking and developing the Ferrari from from the start. You know how do you build your MVP that solves a, a major problem but but um, you know isn't perfect? And how do you bring that to market and then and then you get feedback on that and you develop it and you move it forward uh, over time, right? So those are kind of the things that that we implement on our side. Yeah, I mean, some of those best lessons learned are because you have your hands in the sandbox, right? So, um, and, you know, one trend definitely among everybody that I've spoken with is um, so many companies start with people that really just were in it and were faced with a problem and wanted to solve that problem. So, um, yeah, identifying those market trends, there's no better way than really just being in it and, and seeing what's going on. Uh, okay, so here's a fun question. Um, if you could switch roles with any colleague for a day, um, whose role would you choose and why? Uh, yeah, I mean, probably. Uh, I don't know, there's there's many answers there, but probably probably uh, one of one of our lead developers. Um, I'm not a developer, and and uh, I certainly can hold a conversation on that level, and and I and I think I pride myself in being able to. Um, understand their roles and what they do but i've never actually been in code and and uh that's definitely that that kind of thing would, would most likely not be my strength but i think that would be pretty interesting to see and and be able to do that i've just never never been able to so being a being a developer for a few days i think would certainly benefit me and i'm sure would certainly benefit my team more because oh. i'd understand their job a little better i would venture to say i don't think anybody on the dev team would want to switch with you though john <laughs> Oh God, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, what about uh, technology? So, how do you encourage a culture of innovation within your organization? Uh, what role does data-driven decision making play in optimizing your business ops or um, enhancing customer experiences? We are seeing, you know, technology or the advent of new thing features and technology really changing the game. Um, so, not only how do you sort of use that in your organization but do you foresee the next five ten years um what do you see as changes um for tech as it relates to e-commerce i think if anybody could predict what's going to happen in five years that'd be that'd be gazillionaires right now right it's moving so fast but um yeah look you know i guess the number one answer there is is the culture you build of of the value of the the type of people you you bring into the organization as i said like our major value that we screen for is curiosity and you pick that up really quickly right you you can have an interview with someone and and you'll pretty much figure out quite quickly are they curious and passionate and want to solve a problem whatever that is or or are they just do they prefer to take direction right and and i think we lean on the on the former and that's that's um, you know, helps us, you know, like solve for the right questions, right? And and technology at the end of the day um, is about, you know, getting different questions, different information, uh, different ways of doing things. And and you've got this baseline, uh, you know, 
kind of area of expertise and then it's about like how do you follow your nose to, to sort those out and those are the people that that really thrive and so um that's how we, we that's generally what leads us from a, from a tech uh perspective uh you know clearly being in in the fire pit and and uh and and you know talking to your 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 customers whatever they may be and and understanding their challenges and solving it being the the, the target audience as well by having sellers like these are all things that help to bring in the different kinds of problems that we want to solve with tech um and then and then having a, a very good strong product um process to uh, validating you know the the problems and then and then figuring out how to solve them and building out a roadmap so I, th I think those are things that we we do well um i think one of the challenges there is that especially the way that we've built us is that we're we've got a lot of problems to solve because we're a pretty broad set of of tech right we're not just a specific solution for a specific problem we we're an operational tool set with with a bunch of different tools and and uh you know that's a very big challenge to to handle so um those are one those are some of the things that we're trying to figure out how we can be more focused on on our direction um and then it's just about um you know jumping on 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 ideas and 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 building in a culture of being able to be open-minded right try the sunglasses on let's see what it looks like let's do some brainstorming let's take it a little bit further and then through data especially and 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 that process validate whether something is worthwhile you know pursuing or not i mean we were we were literally the world's first software uh, amazon software to integrate with ChatGPT back in january of this year so you know we were we launched our beta first um you know we jumped on it we, we and that was just a process of like hey i saw it come in november i was like hey this is a really this is a big thing uh you know sitting down you know trying to get time with our developers who are focused on a bunch of other things and um you know just saying hey let's just have an open brainstorm to see what it is and and you know that got them going enough to go oh this is really worthwhile and then we we launched our product pre pretty quick so we're still industry lean there but you know that's that's the tech world right and um i guess you've got to the the, the more clearly focused your direction is uh, and the more experts you have in that area, and if you build in a, a culture of continuous learning, um, you should be able to keep up. Well, it definitely sounds like you guys have embraced that uh, over at Zanguru for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and maybe the last point on that is not getting overwhelmed, right? Because there's just so much going on all the time. You've got to sometimes take a breath and say, hey, you know, let's, let's, uh, uh, let's just take our step one at a time, right? Narrow the focus a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I, I just have one more question for you and then um, allow you some time to talk about your, you know, your company or your latest project. Um, and since the name of our podcast is Adventure, um, I'm going to ask you, what is the most adventurous thing uh, that you've done, John? Cool. Well, yeah, I've, I've done a lot over the time. I guess I'm always open to <laughs> <laughs> I got that sense about you. <laughs> yes, I'm open to doing doing uh, whatever. Um, one of, one of the the cool things from a from a picture perspective that that I've got is um, I'd actually did it with with with, with two other sellers. Uh, I went to uh, Seattle Sea Seafair. Um, this is maybe three four years ago, and and uh, one guy there was like, he was like, hey, we can go do this wing walking on a plane, and I was like, what is that? He was like, well basically it's a it's a it's a biplane and and they, they they you get in the plane and you take off and then you you literally walk out onto the, onto the top wing and you strap yourself in and they do a bunch of flips so uh that was pretty wild uh you know i don't, I don't even think it's 
at the time i didn't feel it was legal and i think today they definitely would <laughs> wouldn't be legal so uh that was pretty adventurous i would say um you know those those were good I, things I it was very adventurous <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah um just just one strap that's all they used yeah it was just uh, i mean it was just like this contraption you had on the top and you had to literally climb out of the plane while it was flying and then you know get onto the top of the top wing and then uh strap your strap your waist in and then uh uh and then and then he starts doing some crazy flips and i did realize after i did did that with with the limited training that i had that uh at that moment i didn't really tighten the strap too much so uh you know i think thank goodness the g-forces kept me kept me in there um anyway so you know uh th those were some fun times yeah so I, I i got the picture which is good i mean i'm sweating just hearing you talk about it <laughs> so i can only imagine that yeah. will definitely not be on my bucket list but uh definitely it sounds like there is something inside of you that propels you to do these uh adventurous things and live life with passion and zest so hats off to you no thank you yeah no it's a little bit more limited with the you know the stage of life i'm in and uh, you know i've got two young kids so you know you can't be that crazy but uh it was fun fun at the time yeah <laughs> um so if, if there's anything else you'd like to add, uh, John, now is the time before we wrap up here. would love to hear about any of your, your latest work, what you guys are working on right now. Yeah, look, I mean, at a, at a high level, you know, we're an operational tool set with 18 tools for, you know, focused around sellers and specifically the core audience of private label sellers. So, you know, uh, you know, everything from product validation through to, uh dashboard insights through to the seo piece and and for sure we're industry leading on on the seo piece around keyword intelligence and and uh you know listing optimization and and you know ensuring that you have the best listing on page one and and obviously ai plays a, an important piece in that uh to help you with your baseline as fast as possible so you know that's that's really where we where we have focused um the 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 main core audience beyond that is is agencies so we do have a product for for agencies you know specialist agencies that are managing uh um, clients uh that's probably our strongest market fit um you know i think uh typically agencies that have 20 or more clients uh the way that they our tool is just better at at finding opportunities but as i said before like answering the right questions and being very efficient and scalable. And, and, you know, when you're an agency and you're managing a bunch of different clients and your account manager's time is precious, uh, having something that does things in a more impactful and faster way is just, you know, is just incredibly valuable. So uh, we have a very strong fit there and that is our focus. Um, and, and, and it's also our focus because when you're solving problems at the agency level, it's a trickle down effect to our brands anyway, right? They're, they're using the same, we're just solving more complex problems, but, but everyone's benefiting. So, uh, we do focus a lot there and, and, um, uh, you know, uh, yeah, we've got some pretty cool tools that are, that are coming out and, and some reporting features. And yeah, I think, you know, the, the, everyone here is in, is in our space, right? And as big as Amazon is, um, you know, our, our industry is, is still evolving. Is massive opportunity. It's a pretty new industry. You know, just knowing that agencies are just, you know, they're only a couple, couple of years old, right? Um, you know, in in our space, you know, there's still massive opportunity to solve there, and it's going to grow. Um, so, uh, as as many players that there are in our agency, there's a massive opportunity, and and um, yeah, we're looking forward to to solving those for sure. Uh, amazing. Sounds great. Um, so I just want to thank you, John and Joe, once again for uh, the interview.
Um, we hope the valuable insights shared have inspired you. If you'd like more info, you can go to azanguru.com. And be sure to subscribe to the Adventure Podcast for more thought-provoking interviews with prominent business leaders in the future. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. All right, take care.